The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. You may have a seat. Welcome. The reading that you chose today, the Beatitudes and all the readings that you chose are very special. The Beatitudes in particular are very special. The gospel in today's uh, message is a prescription that Jesus gives us for happiness. And it's most definitely going to be a prescription for a happy marriage as it is a happy life for all of us. The Beatitudes really should be our identity card. That's how others are going to know that we are Christians by the Beatitudes. Are we living out those Beatitudes? The prescription that Jesus gives us today is radically different than what the world will prescribe for your happiness. Radically different than what the world will prescribe for your marriage. Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Wealth. Wealth is what the world prescribes as happiness. Jesus warns us that in a heart that is rich and is self-satisfied, it has no place for God. 
for the Word of God. So if you want, if you want love to be a part of your marriage, you will hunger for God's Word. We will hunger for God's Word. God is love. First John says, God is love, and all who lives in love live in God. Without God, you cannot truly know what love is. Love is sacrifice. You will be saying your vows under the cross, which is a symbol of what love really is, other-centered. Jesus says that, Blessed are they that mourn, for they will be comforted. The world will tell you that this happiness is something that you will attain by being constantly entertained. And when problems arise, and they most certainly will, and when pain arises, hardships, you see disease around you, famines in our neighborhood and in our world, the world will look the other way because it does not want to suffer. Jesus shows us that love is suffering. You will take your vows in just a minute and before the church's ministers, and you will vow that in good times and in bad times, in sickness and in health, and there's gonna come times when you will have sickness and it will come into your life and it's those times that you will be a special gift to your spouse because you will be able to be Jesus to your spouse Jesus tells us that the person the only the person who sees things as they really are and their heart mourns when it sees sin and when it sees injustice and famine. Those are the ones that will be truly happy and they will be comforted. In your marriage, you will be the mini domestic church. You will, God has brought you together because he has a mission and a purpose for your marriage, just like he has a mission and purpose for each person here. Whether we're married or not, he has a vocation. Your marriage today is going to be sacramentalized. That means that you are going to be an outward sign of God's love to others. How you love each other will be that outward sign to the world of how God loves us covenantally. In your marriage, you will minister to a world of hate by the way you demonstrate this love because you will forgive each other. That's what covenant is. You will say, you are saying, no matter what happens, I will always, always love you. This is what Jesus describes too as being meek. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Be always kind and gentle to one another and always respecting 
and giving honor. Honor is something that's very much lost in our society today. We don't honor one another. When you are in the presence of each other, when we're in the presence of each other, all of us, we're in the presence of Jesus. And we give great honor to Jesus at the Eucharist because we know that he is here with us. We know he is in this church, just like we experienced today earlier in Mass. Blessed, Jesus says, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's so easy to get caught up in trying to get ahead in this world. You're going to be trying to provide for your family, Lucas and Natalia. And the world is prescribing more, more, more. And in the business world, and I know that you've seen this, I have seen it, the world has kind of a corrupt way of looking at people as a means to an end. We've seen this. I know you probably have heard this said, oh, it's only business. He said, Jesus says, blessed are they that fight against injustice. Many people suffer because of injustice. By the way, you will fight for injustice will be a model for your children will be baptized in a few minutes. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Be always forgiving of one another. Be understanding in your marriage that neither of you are perfect. As a measure of how you are doing, take a look at your second reading today. 1 Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous, it is not rude, it does not brood over injury. And just take your name, Lucas and Natalia, and see how you are doing on that love. Lucas is patient, Lucas is kind, Lucas is not jealous, Natalia is not pompous, Natalia is not inflated. Lucas is not rude. Lucas does not seek his own interest. Natalia is not quick-tempered. Lucas does not brood over energy, uh, injury. Lucas does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. And there are times you will insert your name and it won't quite fit, but that's okay because you are asking for grace to become more perfect like your Heavenly Father. Our scriptures tell us to be perfect like your Heavenly Father is perfect. You can only do that by the grace of God and by being plugged into the church, which you are going to be fully received into the church in just a few weeks. How exciting is that? You are just sacramentalizing your marriage unbelievably. <laughs> beginning today, beginning with baptism, and then that holy vigil night when you will be received fully into the church, Lucas. The will of God is our holiness. You were brought together, Natalia, to make sure 
that Lucas gets to heaven. Lucas, to make sure Natalia gets to heaven. And then bring your children. And then the way you witness your love, you will bring others. Because you have a mission and a purpose, just like all of us, to bring others to heaven. The will of God is our holiness. And Galatians 4.23 says that we are all called to holiness. So let's allow that Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit that you received at baptism, that your children will receive at baptism, to transform you into holy men and women. This really is all of our destiny. As St. Cyril of Jerusalem on a catechesis of the Holy Spirit said, writes, our divine teacher, our divine teacher holds his school within the souls of those who ask him and who really want to have him as their teacher. Do you really want to have him as your teacher? You can. He goes on, he says, his action is preceded by the beaming rays of his light and knowledge. He comes with the truth of the real protector, for he comes to save. He comes to heal, to teach, to counsel, to strengthen, to console, to illumine in the first place the mind of the person who receives him, and through that person's works, the minds of others. And if you are ready to begin this holy, holy journey, we will now ask you to come to the altar here, in the front of the altar, and we will receive your vows.